In a blog post titled The Strategy, Value, and Risk of IT-OT Convergence, Christian Steenstrup, distinguished VP analyst with Gartner, cited the special report IT and Operational Technology Alignment, which focused on the strategy of integrating IT business systems with the operational technologies that are used to manage and automate equipment in a heavy industrial environment. Steenstrup wrote that with IT and OT alignment, CIOs have a great opportunity to better enable decisions that optimize business processes and performance. What he didn't mention, however, is that as part of the alignment, the CIO will need to also figure out the security implications of such an alignment, or as some call it today, a convergence. Ten years on, as enterprises continue to push the envelope of digital transformation, they are also embracing the Internet of Things or IoT. Many IoT devices are built on from standalone technologies that tend to fragment processes and information across the enterprise value chain. Today, CIOs are revisiting the IT-OT convergence as IoT continue to get immersed into the enterprise fabric and in the process reveal its potential to impact the security of the enterprise. In today's pod chats for future CIO, we look at the technology behind securing this converged future of OT and IT. Joining us is Jeff Madsen, Senior Vice President of Product at Logarithm. Jeff, welcome to pod chats for future CIO. Thank you, Alan. It's good to be here. In 30 seconds, what exactly is Logarithm? So Logarithm is one of the first uh, companies to develop the security events and information management system, a database that's used to store security events. Logarithm acquired MistNet to advance Mm -hmm. what it calls its entry into the extended detection and response marketplace. What is XDR, why do we need it, and is it meant to replace any existing threat detection system? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Alan. The concept of XDR is gather a lot of primary data to see exactly what's going on in your network, exactly what's going on in your operating systems, on your devices, exactly what's going on in your cloud, to create a record of it, and then run modern analytics, modern AI, to look for things that are unusual, look for patterns that could be threats. And so it extends the capability to detect threats beyond the traditional technologies that look for very, very fixed rule-based detections. How does the XDR solution or platform actually work? The way it actually works is this. Uh, traditional security appliances will do things like looking at the perimeter of your enterprise. So they'll make sure that you know nothing bad is getting in. And they'll do this by using specific rules that look for specific types of malware that bad guys use to penetrate your network, for instance. What XDR does is kind of assumes that the bad guys know how to get around those perimeters already. A prominent example of this is the SolarWinds hack. The SolarWinds hack, you bring in a trusted supplier's device, and that trusted supplier's device has been compromised. So it's already gotten past your perimeters. And the only way to actually detect that it is attacking you is to monitor your internal network, for instance, and monitor other data to look for things that are unusual or look like patterns of attack. What we're doing is bringing the type of detection that a highly paid forensic professional would be able to do manually. We're automating that using AI and using big data technologies in order to be able to do detection that's much more accurate and much more reliable than traditional methods. Logarithm currently markets a solution it calls Logarithm Net Next Gen SIM Platform. Mm-hmm. Where will MISNET, CyberMISIS, the platform's name, the original product that MISNET has, sit in this portfolio? 
So CyberMist will be able to monitor all the network activity in an enterprise, look at every single packet, every single session, every single conversation, and apply AI to that data to be able to look for threats, to look for things that are unusual or suspicious, and then it will report that into Logarithms uh, Sim. So it will complement and extend Logarithms Sim and give their customers the power to be able to detect a, a class of threats that's very stealthy and can only be found by actually looking at raw network, network traffic at volume. Most AI, at least from what we understand these days, requires some form of period where it needs to be trained in order to detect what it's supposed to detect or what it's supposed to look for. In this particular case, is the AI used in CyberMist already trained in almost all scenarios so that as and when it gets deployed into an existing environment, there's no training period for the technology? <laughs> yeah, there, that's an excellent question. There, There is no training period for the technology per se. So machine learning and AI can be divided into two broad classes. One is supervised learning, where you do need to provide what we call labeled data. So you have to tell the algorithm what samples are good and what samples are bad. You do that enough, and the algorithm will learn what's good and what's bad. And the other is unsupervised learning, where you present the AI with uh, data, and it finds patterns in the data without actually being trained. And so we're using actually both types of AI with MISTnet. And in particular, though, the, the unsupervised learning, what we'll do is we'll start observing uh, from the second we're installed your normal patterns of behavior, your enterprise's normal behavior patterns for users, for hosts, for network activity. And then what we'll do is after a certain amount of time when we, we're confident enough, the algorithm's confident enough that it really understands what's normal and what's not, it will start flagging things that are unusual. It will start flagging things that look like they're a threat. So that's unsupervised learning, and it was, it's supplemented with supervised learning, where we already come in with models that are capable of finding threats in your uh, network. How is CyberMist deployed? Or I guess you have to install it somewhere, right? Or, or it's already a SaaS model. And also the other one is, does this installation introduce any latency in the way the network operates? So CyberMist is a SaaS service. It is a, a cloud-offered SaaS service. But we do need to collect your data in order to see if you are under attack. So for that, we'll need to deploy sensors in your network. Now we can deploy virtual sensors for a certain amount of traffic for very large scale traffic and MISNET can scale up to, it's deployed at 40 gig, it can go up to 100 gig, it can go up to really any kind of data rate that a customer requires. For that, we'll deploy appliances on site. Now what these appliances do is they tap network traffic, they don't sit in line, so they introduce zero latency. And what they also do is our unique patent pending technology allows us to, rather than backhauling, and then you know, and shifting all the data back to the cloud for full analytics, we project the analytics towards the data. That's the essence of miscomputing. So we don't actually take a lot of uh, network bandwidth in backhauling data. We don't have any uh, privacy concerns with backhauling data to a third location, to a cloud. And we're able to offer you know, very sophisticated uh, AI on a large uh, data set in the field in doing this. Where do you see CyberMIS being applied in a commercial or production environment? So in a commercial or production environment, generally what we do is we monitor all of the network traffic on-prem in, uh, in all of your campuses, your branch offices, as well as in your public cloud deployments, as well as in your Amazon, Azure, Baidu. And we're able to create a global view, create a record of exactly what all the users were doing, exactly what all the hosts were doing, exactly what all the network transactions were. 
and uh, apply AI to that in real time to detect threats and also create a record that can be used for investigation as well. From what I understand, cloud operators, say for example, uh, AWS, Azure, and uh, it's Alibaba, IBM, everybody else, they all have proprietary ways of operating as well as they, mm-hmm. they probably deployed maybe some similar technologies as far as securing their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. How do you bring a cyber miss in here? Does it even further complicate because you'll have multiple organizations having different technologies trying to do the same or similar things or, or some overlaps? Doesn't it create any confusion, the amount of data you're collecting? Uh, that's an excellent question. It actually reduces the confusion and provides greater visibility over a multi-cloud deployment. I'll explain why. So basically with Amazon, with Azure, with any cloud provider, they have what's called a, a shared responsibility model where they say, you know, they'll prevent certain types of breaches in their environment, certain types of physical breaches, but you're responsible for making sure that what you've deployed is not breached. So you need to deploy security in those clouds. MISNET has a way to gather the information it needs from every one of those cloud providers and create a distributed database where we don't actually have to export the data off the, out of that cloud provider so you're not suffering data export charges. But we can still provide a global view by exchanging modeling data between, for instance, Azure and Amazon, your on-prem. We can provide a global view of exactly what's going on inside your clouds from a central console. And this is actually the primary purpose of this is, is to secure your multi-cloud environment. But a side benefit, which a lot of our customers are very happy with is it gives them much better just operational visibility into those clouds. You know, they say for the first time they can actually see who's talking to which workloads are talking to which workloads, which serverless operations are talking to which other workloads uh, within their individual clouds and between the clouds as well. One of the challenges we often hear is the integration of OT and IT. So we're circling back to the original topic. I can imagine mm-hmm. securing such an integrated environment is something both new and old. What are your thoughts on the prospects of providing a secure integrated IT or OT environment? Traditionally, OT has been left out of the security consideration. And what we're seeing is as it's being brought into more IT environments, as it's being linked to more IT infrastructure, you know, it is becoming a much, much more desirable part of the attack surface. So there are specific attacks that are designed to uh, jump from IT to OT environments or to go from OT into IT environments. And that's why it's very important to have a network detection and response as part of your you know, security arsenal. because. Uh, Uh, OT devices, they generally do not have the type of server-based monitoring agents that can be installed in them to uh, protect you from threats. The only way to actually secure them is to actually look at what they're doing on the network and look for things that are unusual, look for things that are threatening. The the good news is um, that OT environments, they tend to have very regular patterns. So using a solution like MISNET, Uh, where we're able to actually identify things that are unusual is uh, very effective. And in fact, in OT environments, if something is unusual, it's a, if it's not a cyber threat, then it's often a maintenance problem. So it's something you're going to want to know about uh, in any case. What's your recommendation for the CIO as he tries to envision this integrated, secure OT, IT infrastructure? And how does he or she evaluate the value proposition of cyber miss in this environment? Yeah, I think that, you know, right now, everyone with the shift to working at home from the global pandemic, a shift to more use of digitized technologies and cloud, and with 
the increasing attack surface with IoT that CIOs need to pause and evaluate their current solutions and, and consider what they need to do to, to supplement their arsenal. And in many cases, what they need to do is simplify their operations, make it easier for their teams to deal with threats. And one way to do that is to use technologies that can provide very broad coverage using the same methodology, using a single screen over IT, OT, and cloud. So getting the most bang from your buck or what security people call getting the best vantage point for monitoring is very important. And that's why we think that uh, you know network-based detection response is having a renaissance and is, in fact, uh, accelerating its growth in the industry. Is it, it provides a very fast way for you to, to see a lot of what's going on in your enterprise across a broad swath of your environment with a unified view and with the ability to detect threats as they move across that environment, as they, they try to migrate from, from one part of your environment to another. So we think uh, looking at network monitoring is a good idea. And network monitoring that uses AI to simplify the job, simplify the responsibilities of your internal response team. Because, you know, I've not met a security team, an operational team recently who said, you know, they just don't have enough work to do and, you know, they're bored and, and could they have some more uh, alerts to deal with. So you need something that uh, is sophisticated enough to be able to recognize threats for them, gather information for them, help them do their job, empower them to do their job across a broad swath of your, of your enterprise. Thank you very much, Jeff, uh, for joining us on Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. That was Jeff Matson, Senior Vice President of Product Logarithm, on the topic of securing the enterprise post-IT OT convergence. You are listening in to Podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We also invite you to sign up for our weekly free e-newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. For now, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.